As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. feels good to sit down behind this microphone again and uh, just to kind of start everything up. I, I love the gear. I'm a gear fanatic. I love the um, I love the technical side of podcasting and music production, all that. Like I can sit and nerd out over recording software for just hours at a time. And from what I understand, that's not normal with a lot of musicians like some musicians uh, will enjoy the recording process and others that I've bumped into that are good musicians they're like I don't see how you do it I don't get the thrill that you get from that <laughs> and uh, so yeah I love the, the technical side of things the, like this podcast rig we got here I mean I just uh, I enjoy it I enjoy learning different things about it um You know, just the, the different workflows and stuff that I can figure out. I'm a, I'm a big fan. So, our, we've been kind of silent this week as far as releasing the podcast, and I want to tell you a little bit why. I'm sure that Missy will talk a little bit more about this when, uh, when she comes on. And we do want to start getting back to a more regular release schedule. But then again, I thought about this before, too. And we... I do like my goal is to put out one episode per week, if not more than that. But there are times that it just doesn't work out. So I think I'm kind of getting to the point where I don't really stress if we don't make it out every week. We just try our best. And uh, I know that consistency is key. I do understand that. So, um, but at the same time, you know, everybody's got lives and, and uh, I, I don't want to, stop the presses or uh what a stupid way to say it. why did i say that? stop the presses i don't want to lose my mind if we don't get one episode out every week 
man, the amount of episodes too that we have lined up in the future. So we've got the bull rider that we sponsored, Grady. He's coming on, and I want to talk to him because he's got a lot more guts than I ever even pretended to have. And we'll talk to him, and he wore our name on the back of his uh, on the back of his shirt at their at their finals. So that was pretty cool. We were we were all pretty hyped up about that. I love bull riding. I love it to death. It's a very manly sport. It's a extreme sport, and it's one of those things. It's almost like watching NASCAR, which I love as well. I don't know if I'm going to release the video this not or not, but if I do, you can see the Goodyear hat, which. Uh, <laughs> means I've, I'm back on the NASCAR bandwagon. But NASCAR and bull riding are very similar because people basically watch just to see who's going to get messed up. That's, that's what it's about. And yeah, some of us, we do get technical and we get into all the, you know, let's follow the points and, you know, who's the better bull rider and look at this technique and all that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's all about who's going to get tore up. <laughs> that's, that's what we're looking for. That doesn't mean we're necessarily rooting for someone to get hurt not at all but it's uh it's people doing crazy dangerous stuff and humans like to watch people do crazy dangerous stuff anyways i am way off track here so uh oh i was going over the upcoming episodes we have so that's one of them that we have um i would say there's probably if i had to estimate probably 10 potential episodes that we have that it's just a matter of scheduling you know Life is life gets busy and trying to get everybody set down and hey let's let's nail down this exact date that could be hard to do but we're still we're still looking at it uh, so we've got several coming up but one of the reasons you haven't heard much this week is you, some of you all will probably remember that Missy talked about the complications that she had after Anderson was born. And uh, Anderson is is uh, almost nine months old. I think I could be a little wrong on that. Oh Lord! But anyways, she had uh, Miss went into a, a form of heart failure after Anderson was born, and she's been working through that with the doctors ever since. So this week was uh, Missy's first chance to have surgery. And she had, she had a defibrillator put in and, um, yeah, just, just worked out that, uh, we, we didn't get an episode recorded, uh, until now, which just is being recorded on Saturday night, but she's doing well. The doctor said everything went well and the defibrillator's in there to, to help her out if she needs that kind of help. So that's, that's why you didn't hear nothing much, um, this week. So yeah, Missy's. Missy's, uh, she's, she's doing okay. I wanted to, <coughs> I wanted to thank you all, the ones that, uh, that prayed for Miss. It's one of the things that is so cool about this podcast is this little network that I've been able to kind of, to build and be a part of just of friends, people that maybe we, we knew one another way back in the day or we never met, which is the case a lot of times. But so many of y'all are extremely kind, and you jump at the chance whenever I, like when I asked prayer for Miss, you guys just, you were right there and gave me all kinds of 
you know, supporting words and, and all that. I was telling Miss, I said, just want to let you know that there's people praying for you all the way from the state of Washington to you've got them in Pennsylvania, you've got them, you've got them in Georgia, you've got them in Florida. And um, I just wanted to thank you all so very much for that. And uh, wanted to let you know that, that she's, she came through it okay. She actually went back to work today. Her surgery was on Wednesday. Today's Saturday, and she went to work. And she is a, Miss is a trooper. She's one of the most dedicated employees that I've ever seen. She very rarely takes days off. Um, you have to convince Miss to take a sick day. You have to really convince her. She, she works hard, and um, she's, she does a phenomenal job. You know, something I've been thinking about, I was just listening to, and this is on a, a, this is a very hard segue. I was just listening to a Joe Rogan episode, and um, I listened to most of his. There's, there's a few that, I mean, you start going down the ayahuasca uh, conversation for too long, and, and I'm not, I can't uh, handle that for, for too long. And usually the, the, he'll usually always at some point in a conversation to go to, I think at some point we're going to be like machines, dude. And usually then I'm like, all right, skip forward. And believe it or not, I'm not as big on the MMA conversations either. I just, I don't follow MMA. But he had Russell Brand on uh, his podcast just a few days ago. And Russell Brand is kind of this strange character. Um, for those that aren't familiar with him, he was, uh, he was an actor in um, Get Him to the Greek and uh, you know some other stuff. It just kind of comes across as a, as a weird guy. I guess he's got a talk show or something now. Um, I, th- I don't know if he used to be on the radio. Now he's on uh, the, the alternative to YouTube. Uh, slips my mind right now. Rumble. Rumble. I think he's uh, pretty much solely over there broadcasting uh, live. They do live show and all that. And Russell Brand is this British dude that... I would always have kind of associated with a liberal. He looks like a liberal. <laughs> He's got the long hair, looks like a hippie, and and the uh, three days worth of beard. And and I'm not putting that down. I'm just saying that's a lot of times that goes with with that uh, particular uh, culture. But uh, over the past little while, Russell has kind of become this character that falls a lot in line with with Joe Rogan. As far as, you know, questioning a lot of the COVID uh, stance and all that. And it, it's kind of created, the, the whole COVID thing is, has kind of created this new brand of, of individual, new brand politically. Like Joe Rogan is not a conservative. He's a, uh, he's a, a Second Amendment guy, so, so you can mark that up to, the, to him. A lot of times that's a, a uh, conservative position. So he's a Second Amendment guy, but at the same time, he's very much pro, um, you know, pro gay rights, pro um, um, pro choice. So he, you know, he, he supports abortion and all that, and so he's kind of this little mix. But he gets alienated because of his COVID stance. You know, he's described in the media a lot as far right wing podcast host Joe Rogan. And that's, that, that is so far from the truth. There, there's so many times I listen to Joe Rogan and I'm more, I, I lean right uh, in my leanings, I'll, in my beliefs. I'll get to that in a minute, but there's a lot of times he'll say stuff and I'm like, yeah, I definitely don't agree with that. But I still love the podcast because he brings in all these different points of view 
and they have a long-form conversation, which I think is key to a lot of these issues. When people try to sort this kind of stuff out on CNN or Fox or MSNBC, you have this very structured schedule to where you have usually an hour show, and then you want to talk about so many different things in that hour, and you have different guests then that correspond with those subjects, and each person might only get, what, two minutes, three minutes to try to discuss and make their uh, positions clear about like, uh, you know, the American tax system or something like that, or, you know, the COVID response or Roe versus Wade. You can't make anything clear in two minutes about those kind about positions that are that in depth. So Rogan's podcast really um, is good for, for, for that because you just sometimes they'll go for three hours. But he had Russell Brand on, and Russell was talking about how he's kind of changed, you know, and and uh, he finds himself now identifying with a different group than he used to as far as he used to be very mainstream and society accepted him. But I've been thinking some about my political beliefs and how much they have they have changed over the years. So growing up in the CHM, CHM is always... After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members of FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You are Republican. You are Republican 100%. And the rare Democrat in the CHM is looked at as um, when he gets light, (laughs) he will not vote Democrat anymore. (laughs) So it's always Glenn Beck, Mark Levin, Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh. Those are the people that we follow after. So... I grew up, um, I was born in 1992. I started paying attention to politics uh, roughly about uh, 9-11, so I'd have been about nine when I started um, paying attention to them. But I can remember the 2000 election. Now, for some reason, my family didn't vote at that time, but we still leaned conservative, and so we were Bush supporters all the way through and through. 
And so I can remember everybody getting excited and cheering when George Bush won. And then, uh, of course, I remember paying attention during the John Kerry, um, uh, John Kerry and George Bush election in 04. And I was in middle school at that time. And I can remember I went to this Christian school and we had this mock um, election. And um, it was kind of a thing that they were doing to kind of educate us kids on, on how the election process worked in the, in the United States. So we had different students that uh, one, one represented John Kerry, one represented George Bush, and the other one represented Ralph Nader, who was running at that time. And of course, I was representing George Bush because I was a good little Bushy, good little Bush fan at that time. And the, the school is a Christian school in Philippi, West Virginia. So who do you think won? The election. I did, of course. Everybody voted for George Bush because everybody's parents, for the most part, voted for George Bush. There was um, the girl that, that ran as John Kerry. She, she ran on his platform, you know, and we had to make our little speeches and stuff. Um, she was, and her family were probably the only Democrats in the entire school. But so we were hardcore Bush. And I remember then, I think the first time I was able to vote, of course, I remember the, the John McCain. Um, election. And the first time I was able to vote for president was Mitt Romney. And of course, boom, let's go. Yes, Mitt Romney, such a wonderful man. Let's go vote for Mitt Romney. Just a, uh, you know, he's Mormon. He's Mormon, but you know, we can overlook that. We, we believe he's a good, a good man. And of course, Mitt, uh, Mitt Romney didn't win. And uh, by this time, you know, by the time that the Trump thing rolls around, I'm married and out working. But I'd started listening to some other podcasts and stuff. I started listening to some hunting podcasts. And these guys were big on public land. Public land is like, you know, the national parks, uh, national forests. Uh, there's also state public land. Like, you know, we got the Pleasant Creek Wildlife Management Area, not too far away from where I'm at in West Virginia. And multiple stuff like that. That's public land. And the reason that a lot of hunters are big on that is because that is for the public to go use you you can go hunt without having to have uh, convince someone that owns 100 acres to let you hunt on their property you can go hunt the public land and i would hear these guys and they would down republicans a lot especially in their area they were mainly focused out west and they would down a lot of the republicans and i'm like hmm and i'd always heard like mark levin and a lot of these people be like the federal government owns too much land they own too much land I need to turn that back over to the states. And these hunters were making the case that, uh, no, no, because what the state does then, in a lot of the western states, is they either sell that off to a private interest or they lease it, and then that's not public land anymore. We don't, we as the general public don't have access to hunt and fish and camp in that section of the great outdoors. And as much as I thought that everything Mark Levin said was gospel, I still like Mark. That was one of the things that made me start uh, questioning, start changing my mind a little bit. That made me start to realize that I'm a fan of public land too. I want there to be public land. Because I grew up going to Cheap Mountain, which is in the Monongahela National Forest. And I know from experience in West Virginia, a lot of times if people own property, they just put the posted signs to it and you're not allowed over there. 
And Cheap Mountain has always had this great place in my heart. Uh, still does to this day. And I got to thinking, I was like, well, if we didn't have public land, I couldn't go there. Somebody would own that. They'd timber it off or they'd, you know, they'd run a strip mine on it or put a coal mine on it or, you know, gas and oil would get in there. And all those things are fine. But public land kind of helps to preserve some of these little sections to where we can then go, you know, have fun. Go hunt and fish and camp. So I noticed that. And then uh, there was some, some different things. I remember like Trump. I think Trump actually helped me change my political beliefs a little bit, a little bit because you would always hear the hardcore conservatives when Trump was running, Trump would be like, you know, talking about fair trade and all this, that, and the other. And before that, Pretty much anything that the conservative talking points was, whatever Glenn Beck said, not necessarily Glenn Beck as much, but like Rush or Sean or Mark Levin, I was like, oh, well, yeah, that's obviously the best position to have. But Trump actually bumped up against some of those traditional conservative positions and um, made me realize that, nah, I'm not as hardcore conservative in my politics as I thought I was. And so I find myself even getting, like, moving more to the whole uh, libertarian thing, you know, where it's kind of like, leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. I think in my politics, I like that. Now, there are a lot of things that, like, you know, gay marriage I don't agree with on a religious basis. But I honestly have sat and questioned myself about it with, uh, on a political basis. Now, I know some people, I'll probably lose some of these here, but this has been a question I've asked myself. So just hear me out. Why should I really care on the political side? I mean, politics is so corrupt anyways. A, a marriage is, to me, it's deeper than a marriage license. You know, that's, that's, a, that's something between me and my wife and God. The state has inserted themselves in this process somehow. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not making a whole lot of sense here. But I just, I can almost see their point. I can almost see their point on a purely political level, not religious. Don't get me wrong. As far as what the Bible says, I believe that the Bible says that, it's, that homosexuality is, is sinful. Okay? But I just, I, I sit and think a lot of these things through. And... Um, I don't know. Like I said, that one there, I'm not persuaded. I'm not like um, agreeing with gay marriage on a, on a political level, but I, I can almost see the point because I feel this, that I have a lot of libertarian leanings a lot, which then would like to the question of abortion. A lot of people, a lot of libertarians are like, no, let the woman do what she wants, which I think that, okay, you could still have a libertarian position, but to me, it's like, well, no, 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 it's not the woman. It's, a, it's the, the baby, you know, that, that little kid. He needs protected. Don't hurt him. You know, let, let him have a chance to decide for himself. But I am probably not making a lot of sense right now. But I just, I've just been thinking about it, how my political beliefs have changed. I still most times vote Republican. West Virginia has become a Republican state, so there's not a lot of Democrats that run here. Most of the ones that register as Democrats and run in West Virginia are hardcore, lefty, you know, that kind of thing. But 
Yeah, it's just interesting how I've noticed some of my beliefs just just change a little. My political stances, let me put it that way. I've watched them kind of evolve over the years. Now, my this is then where I try to a little bit of a situation that I have. I was talking to my buddy uh, Glenn. Glenn is the Catholic advisor for Hillbilly Broadcast. <laughs> And uh, he believes that politics and religion, like we as Christians, should focus very hard on the political scene and push back against the, you know, the left-wing culture and therefore absolutely oppose gay marriage and all that. And um, he makes good points. I mean, I, he makes really good points, you know, and get involved and, and make sure that we're, that we're voting to try to keep the country in as good a shape morally as we can. And then you've got others like the recovering fundamentalists. They like to separate politics and religion almost completely to where it's like, yeah, I can vote for Donald Trump, but I'm not going to de-Christianize somebody that disagrees with my political um, beliefs. And I'm not saying that Glenn would do that. I'm not saying it at all. It's just uh, kind of two different sides of the of uh, you know how Christians view politics a lot of uh, like I've got a reformed buddy lives up in uh, close to WVU very heavy involved in culture because they believe that the end times are not necessarily here and that uh, it's uh, what do they call it post-millennialism don't ask me to explain it in detail I barely have a grasp of it myself but they think that we very much need to be working in the culture for generations to come so therefore, yes, they, they really believe we should be involved, involved in politics. So I don't know. I don't really know where to stand on that one. Should I you know, do everything I can to get gay marriage revoked because I disagree with it on a religious basis? Or should, we, should I just pull the libertarian thing and be like, you know, whatever. We lost that fight. I'm not, uh, I'm not like overjoyed about it. I'm not happy about it. Um, about something that I think is wrong being um, legalized, but same time, it's it's not against the law to get drunk. I think that's a sin. You know what I mean? I don't know exactly where to put that, but anyhow, I am rambling, and I'm going to cut it off. <laughs> I'm probably getting myself in trouble. I'm giving these preachers some ammunition. Phil Sparks is talking about how he loves gay marriage. I can hear it now. Oh, uh, well. All right. I'll let you go. We'll, uh, we'll do some more of this later on, I'm sure. Love you. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.